1: welcome to The Queen Pod, a podcast all about the incredible rock group Queen. My name is Simon Lupton, and joining me is a man who loves Queen more than love, likes to shake all over like a jellyfish. It's Rohan oh, oh,
2: hey, bro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to ask if you've ever had an encounter with a jellyfish, but you've gone the Elvis route, which I think is better.
3: Well,
1: uh, <laughs> I've got the right son. Yeah, yeah, no, you yeah, have.
3: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, no, no, I've never had an encounter with a jellyfish beyond being on holiday in Portugal as a kid and everyone telling me that there were Portuguese men of
1: war. Instead. Yeah, so they sound in the evil, don't they, mm. Portuguese men of war? But I've certainly shook all over a few times. Have you? <laughs> I mean, the booze was almost always
2: <laughs> <laughs> the reason. <laughs> oh, okay, I don't have epilepsy, so uh, <laughs>
1: it's got to be the booze. It's got to be the
2: booze. <laughs> or love.
1: Oh. As always, we are being assisted by the marvellous producer, Sam. Hello, Sam. Hiya. Uh, Hello. Uh, today, we are going to be talking no about a man <laughs> with a man's courage. And despite being nothing but a man, he can actually never fail because no one but the pure at heart may actually find the golden grail. He, of course, saves with a mighty hand every man, every woman and indeed every child. It is, of course, the mighty Flash. But first... <laughs> We need to know if Queen are the
3: champions. Yeah, they are. We are the champions! We are the champions! That was very impressive.
1: Okay, this is the part where we get to share a moment where Queen either intentionally or unexpectedly crept into our lives. Row, has that happened to you this week? Do you know why it has actually? <laughs> of course it has. Yes. Yeah, okay.
2: Alright, let me set the scene. <laughs> So, uh, obviously, in my day job, I do a bit of producing in the telly lands, And there is a writer performer who got in touch with really me recently, asked me to read a script for him. Mm. Lovely fella called uh, Alan George Meacham. Okay. Or Mecha Mecha. I might not be pronouncing that right. Lovely fella. Uh, he was one of the Smurfs in the Lost Village. No. If you're If you're a big Smurf fan, wow. yeah. And somehow, in there, he just he went, "Oh, you like Queen, don't you?" And he showed me a picture of his nine year old boy Clark wearing like a white and black half and half jacket thing so oh. this is all he wears now he's gone absolutely queen mad he even sent me like a little video of the guy trying to play. like he was this little nine-year-old and it's the first time he's picked up a guitar and he's just about worked out how to play we will rock it's the sweetest thing ever actually i, I think i've sent it to you, yeah, you yeah, probably yeah. drop in a bit of it it's so sweet so hi clark if you're listening so hello to Ryan. hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> get in. Certainly, hello, Alan George Beckham, if you're listening, because uh, I sort of then said to him, oh, uh, by the way, I'll do this Queen podcast. Mm. And it, in text form on, on, on messaging, he slid into my DMs and he wrote this essay, an absolute essay, and I just thought I would share oh. a few. It's a bit gushing, so it'll sound a bit indulgent, but I do, it's been a while, I think, since we've heard mm. a listener just go, do you know what, this is a lovely thing that we are getting to do and getting to share with everyone. And, you know, I think if, if you're listening to the pod, I think it, there's a shared vibe that I think all Queen fans have. Yeah. He wrote, as a lifelong Queen fan, I basically would say, and I hope this makes sense, that if there was a Queen GCSE, for example, that I probably would have got a C or a B if I would crammed the night before. <laughs> uh, so I don't hold a candle to you guys who all would get clearly A stars. However... In a mad way, I think this is why I find the Queen Pod so bloody good, right? It's eye-opening stuff and stupidly addictive. And being a C student, that's why it works for me. I had no idea of 99% of the facts you talk about, and honestly, I've caught myself open mouth most of the time listening to it. Uh, it's without question the most wholesome podcast I know, and it's great because I wasn't expecting that at all. He just talks about how happy he is that Freddie covers our swears. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, anytime we say it's Freddie doing the little Leo, so he can listen to this with with, with Clark. Forty-one years, I never knew "We Will Rock You" was about the three ages of man. <laughs> It blew me away. When I told Clark, he was saying, oh, that's amazing, Dad, etc. And I was like, I'm 41, mate. This song has been part of my life and our world culture for 41 years and I nearly crashed my car in an Eastgate shopping (laughs) centre when I heard that. Anyway, my point is that I can now let my nine, soon-to-be 10-year-old son listen to you guys. So that's amazing. You provided an entry point to how this genius band worked for a curious child obsessed with Queen and music in general. That's a gift that he wouldn't have been able to access otherwise. Where were you all when I was nine? (laughs) So, Rohan the Barbarian, thank you. Hopefully I'm soon to get an A. Hashtag PQL, man. Oh, isn't that that is a, a lovely proper tummy? Happy, uh, it was yes. utterly unexpected, totally out of the blue. Uh, and obviously, lots of listeners uh, have given us these kinds of feedback. And when we've met you guys, it's been wonderful actually, just hmm. having that little connection with everybody. Um, but yeah, this is the first time this year where.
1: Someone I know has kind of. Oh, I still haven't read a script actually. <laughs> I've, got to see that. Say, I've got Are to you going to give him notes I'm now?
3: Terrible.
1: Oh, that is an amazing Queen moment. Oh, and well. um, to, how lovely to know that there are Queen fans who are in their forties and Queen fans soon to be ten. Yes, uh, sharing sharing that between them is yeah. lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
4: if you have similar stories, yes, in your sweet. Queen fandom, please send us letters to QueenPod at the And do we'll not share
2: message me privately. that will not work (laughs) (laughs) you can
4: message Simon
1: privately anytime (laughs) I still it's not that that won't work it's I don't know how to work it Um, brilliant let's get stuck into Flash Gordon shall we Right, much as we love discussing Queen projects and releases or finding interesting people to interview, nothing beats just sitting down and chatting about Queen music in minute detail. It may now be half a century since the band started sharing their music with the world, but poring over it, reassessing it, and telling everyone why we love it so much never gets old. It's embedded into the DNA of every Queen fan and is the heartbeat of this podcast. And so we are very excited to be doing just that today with a look at Queen's ninth studio album and their first soundtrack album, Flash Gordon. Yay! Released in the (laughs) UK on the 8th of December in 1980, it reached number 10 in the UK charts and achieved gold status. The film itself didn't perform particularly well in the US, but played well in Europe and has subsequently gone on to enjoy cult status. If you want to hear a bit more about it, then I can heartily recommend episode 14 from our Greatest Hits Minipod series, where we discuss the Flash song in great detail, and I also give a pithy summary for context – um, now, obviously, Ro and I can't be trusted to have this conversation alone, no. and so I'm delighted to welcome the utterly brilliant comedian that is Michael Legg to the Queen Pod. Hello, Michael. Hey, Michael. How are you? Hi mate?
5: there. That's uh, yeah, I'm good. Good. That's a much better introduction than uh, I, I was. I thought was happening right at the beginning because as soon as you said as much as we like talking to interesting people, it felt like we're going to do something a little different. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's exciting. Yeah. It's the first Thank studio
2: you. album. Uh, oh, you're welcome, man. Well, it's the first studio album uh, that we're actually getting to discuss this year. So we're really excited about that. Uh, normally, it's the QPQ. So it's uh, me, Simon, John and Suze would be chatting about this. But Suze is super busy doing her Doctor Who spin-off stuff. And then when we asked um, John, <clears throat> he said, I'm not that bothered about Flash. Get my to do it. Because yes, yes. you told him, unbelievably... You told, and I think he's still upset about this. You told him that Flash Gordon is your favorite Queen, Queen album.
5: Is it true? Uh, I I did I did tell him <laughs> that, and it and it, it is true. And here's the <laughs> thing: not only not only have I said that to him, he's actually he actually once introduced me. John introduced me to someone as blah blah blah. This is Michael Leg. His favorite Queen album is Flash Gordon. I didn't believe him when he told me, but it's true. <laughs> so it took me a while to convince him. Uh, I'm glad that you've just accepted it immediately.
2: Yeah, why Why wouldn't we? Each Queen fan to their own. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's a night at the opera, Michael.
5: Uh, sure, yeah, and exactly. And that's a really good point. It's uh, <laughs> like, if someone said to me, or oh, I've not heard of Queen, what's their best album? I'd go, keep the best album to one side for the moment. <laughs> Here's sheer heart attack. Right, right, you right, know, right, right. I gotcha. Work your way up to Flash. It's not objectively
2: the best Queen album. It's your personal favourite Queen album.
5: Yeah, and it's not one to put on, you know, when I'm having a party.
1: So, what was your what was your entry point in into Queen? How what album guided you? Was it this one? Well, sheer heart attacks
5: definitely the album that got me into Queen. But keep in mind, I'm I'm of the right age to not sort of. To, there's no way I wasn't going to be a Queen fan. Queen were everywhere <laughs> when I was a little kid. I mean. <laughs> You know, it was—it was there wasn't much of a choice, really. <laughs> when you're five and you see Queen on TV on top of the Pops, that, that, that's it. You, that, that's your yeah. first favorite band, right? That's your first yeah. band. They are the best. Um, yeah. But the the first single I ever bought was um, Flash. Ah, yeah, I bought that uh, in a in a little record shop in my hometown of Newton Arts and. I love this I love this song anyway, but I really love the B side football fight. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. And of course I went to see the movie and I I mean the movie is bad, but it's enjoyable. <laughs> but Football Fight was my favourite part of the movie. It probably is the best part in the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well do you definitely. know what actually, producer
2: Sam and I in preparation for this very pod, we decided to rewatch the movie last night. Now I hadn't seen it since Christmas a couple of years ago, which I think was an anniversary of release, 30-year anniversaries. And it was that thing of a film that was on on BBC One, I think, every Easter and every Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And growing up, I'd always watch it. And what's interesting is, somehow, we had a fabulous time last night watching this film still. Like, yeah, you can't... I agree with you. You can't say that it stands up and holds up, but it does, because its design is nuts. <laughs> and the structure's yeah. great. Yeah. And actually it's really funny and really entertaining. Yeah, it's fun. And it's never boring.
5: It's never actually boring. Yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of time for that movie. It's it's definitely it's definitely not boring, that's for sure. It's too <laughs> garish to be boring. Yes, yeah. It's actually yeah, yeah, yeah. hard to look at, you know. Um but but it you know, it's it's hard to look at and yet you can't turn away like the car crash it is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh i think that's like what i noticed I saw, is every time it cuts away from a scene it's cutting away on a gag it's 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 really quite right i agree with you it's a little wooden in places but it knows it is i don't know i've got time for flash gordon
5: yeah and also speaking of wooden i um, mean the the hero himself i don't think he's a great hero <laughs> i don't think he did that much not without a, a hell of a lot of help uh, from men who can fly by the way <laughs> so you know i don't think he's that brilliant a hero also he's got some issues doesn't he flash gordon like what what Do issues you... flash gordon got well <laughs> right at the beginning of uh just before a football fight right um he just goes Forget it, Ming. Dale's with me, and Dale's like, "I met you twenty minutes ago." What the? F- <laughs> what are no, you they talking? get married in an extraordinarily quick amount
2: of time. Those two. Sure, sure, yeah. And he's a bit creepy at the beginning as well. He's like, "Oh, I saw you last." He's time, really but creepy. To- yeah, he's a bit creepy.
5: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. By
2: today's standards,
5: sure. I'd say by any standards, he's a little bit creepy. Really, and you shouldn't say that. To- you shouldn't say that to someone. When you're in a confined space in a rocket, I'd say just keep the banter light. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you're right. And also, I can't fully trust a man,
2: at least a white man who's that blonde. It does worry me. It's too Aryan for my taste. Yeah, it's why I've I've got the same issue as Simon.
5: Sure, and that that I understand. Yeah, but you know, it's interesting though, isn't it that um, uh, Ming and Hitler have the same favorite composer? Because, you know, I mean, <laughs> Ming does play Wagner at his own wedding. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> Wagner, very popular with the far right.
2: <laughs> he is. He <laughs> really, <was>. really is. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, in a way, Ming, well, I wouldn't say good taste. He has taste. E-
5: evil taste. Sure. Do you know what? Here's, here's something that I, that I love about this album. We're going to talk about the first... Two seconds of this album. Keep okay. in mind, it is a sound, it's a soundtrack album. It's not the soundtrack yeah. two Flash Gun. It's an album. It's an album. Yeah. They made it a listenable record to put on. So right at the beginning, Ming has the opening line. And he goes, Klytus, I'm bored. Yeah. And what does he do? He puts on a Queen album. Of course oh. he does. That's what anyone would do when they're bored. It's a great opening line. He's got fabulous days. That's a really <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. Do you know what? I love the way Klytus yeah. says
2: earth. Yeah. You know, like it's just a bit yeah. muck on the bottom of his shoe. <laughs> he hates earth. <laughs> no, it is. It's truly. That is brilliant that you call it um, a soundtrack album, but it's not just a soundtrack. It is an album. Mm. And the thing yeah. that really does yeah, surprise very much me so. is is how that album does take you through the film and that you are hearing you know excerpts from the mm-hmm. film which i think we're all quite used to now by this day and age but i
5: think it was a bit groundbreaking exactly the we really had that. it's completely groundbreaking and here's here's my uh, bombshell statement okay uh, i this is the state this is the statement <laughs> i have made to john robbins hence right. him not wanting to hear the statement ever again right okay. <laughs> but i would argue this and i will argue it strongly that this album is the last time that Queen were properly experimental. Whoa. What are you talking about? I mean, you certainly can't say the follow-up album is is as experimental as this. What, Hot Space? Hot Space is not an experimental album, my friend. It's
2: a rock band doing funk. (laughs) By definition, experimenting.
5: (laughs) That is not an experiment. Then it may as well be, well, guess what? It's a rock band doing accountancy, but you can't do it. (laughs) And them doing funk, what does that even mean? Oh, are you going to do funk? Are you going to get in, like, great funk producers in? Are you going to get funk musicians? No, we're going to do it ourselves. You you haven't a clue. Wait a minute. Mac hasn't a clue. Mac hasn't (laughs) a clue. clue. You can't say under pressure That's not experimental. Yeah, because... Freaking David Bowie's on it, of course. They're not gonna go, oh, here's a crap tune, David, do you wanna <laughs> sing on it? They're gonna give him their best stuff. Tomorrow
3: gets
5: a muck about if David Bowie's looking at you. Are you and John still talking <laughs> to each other? Are you actually friends? You it's mainly
3: by email now. Okay.
1: <laughs> Through solicitors, yeah.
2: So this is the last <laughs> experimental album by Queen. I think you so. Just pretend innuendo never
5: happened. How was innuendo experimental? There's
2: never been a song like it before, and there's never been a song like it. Oh yeah, yeah, know? yeah.
5: You're talking about one song, one song on one it's album. An
2: experimental song.
5: It's not an experiment, though, is it? It was men going, Do you remember Bohemian Rhapsody? Should we do that again? <laughs> That's what it is. And don't get me wrong, they did it very successfully a second time, which is to be lauded. But it is okay. nowhere near as experimental as this album.
2: Well, how experimental is Flash Gordon then? It's got one note and it plays it to death.
5: No. It is, well, do you know what? It is a note that was never played by anyone else before. There is no <laughs> soundtrack album like this. Look at the Trent Reznor soundtrack albums. They all go back to Flash Gordon. It's true. The, do you know what? I never realised that. not just dialogue, you know, it, on the album. Dialogue is used as music in the album. It's phenomenal. The reason we know lines from Flash Gordon, even Gordon's Alive, even yes, that one, yeah, is because yeah. of the soundtrack. It's got nothing to do with the movie. No. It's because the album hit a chord and the movie didn't. Case rested. No, you're right, you're right. Even send War Rocket
2: Ajax to bring back his body. All of that course, good
5: stuff. Of course, that is a line of a song. It's not a line of a movie. That is a line of a song. It is. We technically <laughs> sing that. Yeah. <laughs> also, they listen to their remit and that's what Queen are brilliant at. Queen are really good when you paint them into a corner. Like they listened to their remit in the 70s whenever they said Right, you've got one more album, and if it's not a hit, you're out. And they went, oh, crap. Well, let's do a night at the opera. It, oh. th- they were painted into a corner and came out with, oh, if it's genius of what you want, we'll give you genius. And in a way, this is what's happened here. The remit was, <laughs> right, we need a soundtrack, and obviously we need a, a an opening song, basically a song, you know, for the movie. Why would we want that? Well, if we put out a single, then it'll sort of act as a trailer for the movie. And the thing is, that is what that song is. It's a trailer. It's got so much dialogue. You when you listen to it without any visuals, the visuals are in your head. It is a trailer that got three minute airplay on the radio four or five times a day. Constantly
2: for weeks. And in fact, you sing along when you watch the movie. Like, yeah. we were doing that last night. For God's sake, strap yourselves down. Exactly. We just joining in because mm. of the soundtrack. You're right. Because we listen to the music more often than we watch the Right. Time. It's the most
5: thrilling parts of the movie.
3: Yeah, you right. When you hear yeah, a bit yeah, they are. from the soundtrack.
2: Well, that and Peter Duncan with his hand in a tree. With the tree beast.
5: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's still as
2: confusing. I mean, that's still very tense.
5: It's still as confusing now. Uh, as a was back then we got why is peter duncan from blue peter in a film. <laughs> what <laughs> why we this... well how does it work why do
2: they keep sticking their hand in a poison tree
5: with a poison no, paste
2: in it no. Well it's why is peter
5: duncan When I was place? when I was 11 and I saw I this movie dares. in the cinema yeah exactly was this one of the dares um <laughs> and yeah duncan dares. it was just baffling so it took it's it's hard to sort of take you out of the believability of Flash Gordon. But weirdly, putting Peter Duncan in really did. It's like, oh my God, I'm even further away from this movie than I already was. But why is he in this film? Why is he in any film? So, US, US
2: listeners, we should just explain. Peter Duncan was the host of a show called Blue Peter in Britain. which is quite a famous show. It's a kids' magazine show where they teach you how to make i don't know the tracy island out of toilet rolls or whatever hmm. uh and then he like while he was doing that job he appeared in this
5: sci-fi movie and it confused <laughs> every kid i that. i like how weird, i like how you weird. try to explain a british tv show for american listeners by <laughs> by describing how they used to make something from thunderbirds now we'll explain to you what Thunderbirds. Yes. Is. yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah no no i don't have to explain thunderbirds <laughs> to anyone mm. Everyone's seen the Jonathan Frakes movie. Everyone sure. knows what it is. Yeah, great movie. Should we? <laughs> it's a great movie. Thunderbirds Are going. Should we actually just have a little bit of that opening? Set it out or, perfectly. It, out of all the of like, we know how Flash sounds. We all know that, but let's listen to that first minute or so with all the hot hail and all that good stuff.
3: Clydes,
1: I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to
0: it as the planet Earth. How peaceful it looks.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Most effective,
5: Your Majesty. Will you destroy this? uh, Later. I like to play with things a while before
3: annihilation.
2: To get Peter Wingard and Max von Sydow onto a <laughs> rock album,
1: and Wagner. Oh, and Wagner, yes, he's still to come. But that's a very, very distinctive Queen song, though, isn't it? As soon as it starts, you've got you know the harmonised guitars, you've got the harmony vocals there, hasn't it? It's mm-hmm. there's no mistaking this is Queen.
2: It's got a really unusual presence in. The, it sort of, in a way, for me, it sits outside of all the big hits of Radio Gaga and, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Killer Queen and all that good stuff. It just sort of sits slightly outside that because it feels slightly, well, that's from a soundtrack. I don't know. It's very unusual in in its existence. It's very odd. But also it's super <laughs> famous. Ooh. Like Everyone knows it. Like everyone, I feel like as many people know Flash when it turns up as they do when Will Rocky appears. You know what I mean? It's... And and does everyone know it's Queen? I think they do. It's been used, like, a
4: lot, that song. It is up there with Bites to Dust and Don't Stop Me Now in just terms of marketing campaigns, films, the amount that Mm. song gets used. For flash detergent and whatever. Yeah. (laughs) So it's very in the public consciousness, I guess, (laughs) from that. Um,
2: But that is because of the song itself. Like, it's just as good as it is. Is that just one single note that they've built an entire song around? Seems like it. I mean,
5: it stops and starts constantly. That song doesn't it? It's it's mm. so it's such a weird yes. hit single, and it is it's like you said it is a yeah. hit. Yeah. It's a huge hit. And actually, you made a really good point. Like it it is really 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 well known. And do you know what? Honestly, if you went to see Queen plus Adam Lambert, and what would you honestly really like them to do? Would you, if they decided to drop, we are the champions for Flash, wouldn't, I want you, them to do wouldn't, you, wouldn't you secretly be freaking delighted? Go like, oh my God, relieved. this is amazing. I'd be relieved. Yeah. Yeah. If you went to see Queen plus Adam Lambert and they just did Queen 2, Flash went home. Brilliant. <laughs> amazing gig.
2: Was it Quex that opens with a bit of the hero? The Queen, Queen Experience yeah, the Queen used a bit of the answer. hero the, to open the gig mm. with. I think Michael yeah. would have been very happy with that. I'm, this is part killer. of your case that you are building that this is the best Queen album Here is Yeah. No, I, the, I never the, said it was the, the best. The, the, I never once Adam said it was Lambert the best. sang Flash Gordon. I said
5: it's my favourite. I never once said you it was said the it's best. your favourite. Right, yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah. My dad <laughs> is my favourite dad. <laughs> He's not the best dad. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> Not even close, but he's no, my no, favourite. No. I am. Yeah. Oh, you're bound to be way better, but I mean, my dad's my favourite, so what can I do? And my dad is very much like uh, the Flash Gordon soundtrack, in as much as he's loved but misunderstood. <laughs> uh, yeah. It is sort of part of uh, why I think this is... Um, this should be the top of anyone's list it's it's such a weirdly cut and paste song that 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 weirdly does it seems to work smoothly it's even got another tune in it like yes. all of a sudden it stops just a man oh that do you know what yeah. we don't really know where this we don't know where the song is ever going so we'll just throw another song into yeah. it might as well. And then we'll get back to, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and also, does it have a chorus? Can I ask? Does
2: it have a it verse? Brian I don't that know. That bit, or is it Freddie? I think it's a bit of both, isn't it? Is it? Is it the two of them? Because I, think I so. I've always assumed it was Freddie. And then last night in the film, I suddenly thought, God, that sounds a bit more like Brian than Fred to me. But I could be wrong. Maybe it was just richer in the mix on the I don't know. video.
3: Just
5: Maybe it was Freddie doing an impression. Famous for it. it? Of Brian. Of Brian, yeah. He was was a famous impressionist. (laughs) Always doing Brian May's voice. Yeah, (laughs)
2: Makes sense now. (laughs) It's Freddie for you. It does, it does. And it got to number 10 in the charts. Got to number 10.
5: I can't say I helped it get to number 10 because although it is the first single I bought, uh, I bought it after it dropped out you of the chart. I, I bought it after the once it was half price. No. Wait, what?
2: <laughs> Is that what it was? You were just waiting for no, it? I was just going
5: to... Like, did you know... Give it a month. That's going to be 50p. That's going to
2: be your first <laughs> in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's our price. Yeah. So it was was it a premeditated? This is going to be my first. Had you gone to the movie in the cinema by that point?
5: Um, I believe I'd seen the movie. Had I seen the movie? No, I'm. I can't have seen the movie yet because uh, a football fight was a really big deal for me because I knew the tune. Ah, so I don't know. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Because I didn't get the soundtrack for many years after I got the single. Right. Once I became, you know, a teenager and and I got really interested in being unattractive to girls. So I thought I'd get, I'd get, yeah. I'd get heavily into the Queen yeah, Flash Gordon it, soundtrack.
3: I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: That would have made you pretty bulletproof. Oh, yeah, absolutely. None for miles, my friend.
2: Was this a way into to rock for you? Because, like, you love, like, Metallica and all that good stuff, right? So yeah. Was Queen kind of your gateway?
5: Well, sort of what I mean. Like, the first Queen album I bought was Sheer Heart Attack. So I must have bought that in 1981. Yeah. Uh, it's got Stone
2: Cold Crazy. Of course stuff, it's got Stone yeah. Cold Crazy, you know.
5: And it is... And, you know, if you're really going to push me on it, 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 that is probably the best Queen album as far as I'm... But, sure. It, but, you know, it's like I was saying earlier, it's... It Queen just so everywhere that... Uh, you know, it's sort of impossible to not be a Queen fan, and a lot of people have said that they aren't Queen fans, and I—I I don't know what it must be like to live that big a lie. Mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do have that reaction when people say I don't like Queen. I'm like, how? How? How do you
5: avoid
2: <laughs> liking everything no. Queen's ever done? Like, that's—that's <laughs> that's not impossible.
5: I've met lots of people who've tried to convince me over the years, oh, no, I don't like Queen. I like pop music. Well, then you'll like Queen. Well, I don't like Queen. I like rock music. Well, then you'll like Queen. Well, I don't like Queen. I like more experimental. Yeah. Well, then you'll like Queen. Oh, I don't like Queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like yeah. funk music. Well, then, yeah, you probably won't like Queen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> but I just, I just don't believe anyone when they say I don't like Queen. I just don't believe them. Even Stuart Lee. <laughs> Don't believe it. Right, fair enough, really yeah, And you ta- you'd say that to his face? I have said that to his face <laughs> have, you? Yeah. have you? You're a liar, you like <laughs> Queen You like Queen, and I'm not leaving until you say Queen of great." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wish well, we listen to some more music? The next oh, yes, one on the album is a Roger Taylor um, Love theme uh, well, it's called here in the space capsule, but in brackets, the love theme. So, um, should we have a little listen to a bit of Roger Taylor?
4: Ever right, Simon? Extraordinary. Yeah, I think that probably is? worked yeah. out
1: on the Greatest Hits mini series. I think so. I think that's what we. Uh, I think that's ascertained. I just <laughs> like. I just love the fact it's almost like you have got two different songs there. You know, you got the beautiful strings, mm. and yet underneath you've got mm. this really driving, very atmospheric drum beat going on. They should not work together, yet somehow. They really, really do. Yeah, and there's a real
5: tunefulness mm. to
2: the drums as well.
5: It's it sounds like a Brian Eno song. Yeah, a Brian Eno tune. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then of course when you do look at the credits, you go, oh, this was by Roger Taylor, and that and by that time the drums have happened, and you go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's him, yeah. all right. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. Those particular themes, those types of sounds are, are throughout this album, they're very sci-fi sounds. Those sci-fi sounds you'll find in strains of their other music on other albums, like, um, you know, there's the, there's the uh, instrumental breakdown in Was It All Worth It? There's uh, the, 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 the sort of instrumental section in uh, Get Down Make Love. You find all these little sounds do appear in, in their music because they're big sci-fi fans. But here, Unfettered, that piece of music there... I mean, I can't remember what bit of sci-fi it was we were watching, Sam. It was quite recently, but... Um, there was it was also very electronica Brian Eno type mm-hmm. music and we were like oh the music for this is fantastic and we were loving it I think is it Silo I can't remember be. what it was we were watching but it's got it's got that kind of feel to it it's like when you suddenly realise Queen invented rap because um, We Will Rock You came out way earlier than all rap music they also invented sci-fi music. <laughs> 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 as we know it today
3: sure, sure. <laughs> obviously
2: they'd listen to some '50s sci-fi stuff and it was standing on all of that mm-hmm. but just that really uh uh what's the word for it is it atmospheric there were always albums of it in the 90s compilation albums of i can't remember it, not easy listening mm. it's something like that uh, the word will come to me but it's got Ambient. ambience ah. thank you it's got a really oh my god i've I've, like i've just had such an itch scratch there thank you michael uh yeah that ambient sound of the uh, uh, on this album is beautiful it is genuinely yeah i do love it it's true
1: well after that we get um, um ming's theme which to be honest doesn't have a huge amount going on uh but a lot of talking yeah. that was a, a freddy uh composition and then following that was the ring and the hypnotic seduction of dale now Michael, you touched on this earlier. There's a lot to unpack here, isn't there? Basically, on how Dale is treated in this movie, it perhaps doesn't yeah. doesn't hold up in the 21st century. And, and Ming attempting to seduce her with his ring is perhaps up there in uh, in, in I'd that, say
5: that's perhaps. dodgy.
1: <laughs> He's a dodgy guy. But but straight after yeah. that is the football fight, which is a quality. Yes track by any standards on any album i would say so let's let's have a little listen and then and then dissect straight away
2: Oh, to end. God, Zarkoff. Why did you not flash out <laughs>
5: with an egg? See, I think this is um a a big argument against this album that I I hear a lot. I so, said, well, there's no Freddie on it, so I don't really like it, there's no Freddie. But I I can hear Freddie throughout the entire album. And mm. even before I heard the demo of uh, Football Fight, it sound it sounds like a Freddie tune. Like if you do yeah. listen to the demo and you hear it, yeah. his, his piano playing, You go, do you know, I never really thought Freddy had a distinctive piano sound, but he absolutely definitely does. One, two, three, four. I think that goes back to what i'm saying i still hear the band on this album that's why it to me it's a soundtrack yeah. album and not just a soundtrack it's i can hear the band working and i only hear the band working in fragmented form pretty much from this album uh, after this album onwards right so
2: for yeah. you it's very cohesive here i think so i've got two big things with um football fight. The one is the band made me want to start a band at school. And of course, I had to be the lead singer. And so in order to be the lead singer, I'd have to learn the keyboard like Freddie. So my campaign began to get piano lessons with my family and all the rest of it. And it all started very, very early where I convinced them to give me a tiny little Casio keyboard for Christmas. (laughs) And I figured out how uh, myself how to play Football fight. That is the first thing I did on it, and it's because it's got that Casio sound, it sounded exactly like it. Yeah. For me, this song and Volton's theme from uh, Attack of the Hawkman, Freddie wrote both of those, The Football Fight and Volton's theme, and they are, for me, the best two tracks on this album. Like, I love them. The melodies are amazing. Yeah. I, I, they're they're perfect. Like, when I was a kid, they were perfect to hum along while you, I was playing with my action figures or whatever. They are absolutely brilliant. And in, I'm going to say something a tiny bit controversial here. On all the other albums at that age, Freddie wasn't necessarily my favourite uh, songwriter on those albums um, at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, huge amount of respect. for this mad amount of output and how brilliant it was. Mm-hmm. But I was always interested in what Roger was doing, particularly um, also Brian was doing a lot of the rock stuff. So I wasn't as, you know, like, you know, yeah, I'd be more into Put Out the Fire and Dancer on Hot Space than I would be on, say, Life is Real. That's a really easy example of it. Um, Or on The Game, uh, which was just before the Flash album, I was less enamoured with play the game more enamored with dragon attack right so it wasn't like like I loved all four of them and obviously Freddie was very special but in terms of songwriting I'd almost slightly hate him a little bit compared to the others whereas on this album I was like oh. Fred yeah I know Freddie was the one I loved I was like this is I can't wait for Freddie to come in on this album very very much he for me he's written the best tracks here so there we are
5: mm. Are you waiting for an argument? Because no one's going to argue with you on this. This seems like I a mean, pause ready, ready for us to lay in. No, no, I, no quite, we're, we're yeah. happy with that. Okay, yeah. fine. Good. Yeah, oh, no. we
3: can move on.
1: Great. That's football fight. Um, <laughs> we get uh, really? In the Death Cell is the next one, which is a, a reprise of uh, the love theme, which we heard sure. earlier from Roger. Um uh, the next track is very short it's the execution of flash but it's worthy of playing because it is it is mr deacon's contribution to this side so i think we can't just gloss over it can we we yeah. have to have a bit of deaky yeah. so let's have a little bit of um a love out of all the tracks he's he just gets flash being executed to play with <laughs>
2: euthanasia like just as
5: a piece of music
2: doesn't it? <laughs> it just feels like it's yeah. just gently
5: putting any euthanasia to sleep I've good. ever had it f- yeah it makes <laughs> reminds me of all the euthanasia I've had I uh, thought you were yeah. taking medication for your euthanasia very similar feel <laughs>
2: mm. Mm. what I mean is it's sort of well I mean it's a dark bit of the film actually Oh, you sure. watching an sure. actual execution <laughs> of your hero and there's a lot of weird bondage going on in that film but it is all very um wholesome bondage i hope but yeah it that that piece of music is like as always with john you can't dismiss it you do have to take it on it's well you, anyway, you know on.
5: what wouldn't it be wouldn't it be the bombshell of all bombshells if he just put out an ambient album of his guitar playing with some sort of weird oh. sci-fi sounds in the background oh. it'd be like Oh my god. This was something we needed and we didn't know. <laughs> John is properly loved, isn't he, by Queen fans. Yes. I mean, yeah. The support he gets for doing nothing is phenomenal. <laughs> it's like we may as well be ch- cheering him on. Do nothing, John. Do to stay at home. Put your what feet do you mean up. He does mate. nothing. Like He does loads. Like
2: what? Uh, he plays the bass and comes up with the most amazing bass lines in the history of rock and roll. He's written No, some I'm of the...
5: talking about now. I'm uh, talking about now, not oh, what, in the Now, past. in the present. Yeah. I think there's a palpable love for him to do that. For him to do to nothing. To do nothing. Yeah. It would spill be... the O2 time right. after time after time. We You're would right. go and see him sit on a sofa and reading. And we would cheer it. (laughs) We would all go
2: to the O2 to gather for him not to be there. Yeah. We would just gather with an empty stage for two hours.
5: Yeah. (laughs) While he's scrolling on Netflix, we're doing the Radio Gaga thing with our (laughs) arms. You know?
3: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, you're right. I think think the decision Mm. that he took to step away was uh, obviously his and personal but it has had a powerful impact sure. because, of course, you you tend to I love so. what you miss the most. And, of course, he's as unavailable as, as, as Freddie is now. So, yeah, I think there is... And also a huge amount of respect for him making that choice because it's not an easy choice to make. Completely. But, um, yeah, you're yeah. right. That is a very, very good point. I don't know. I mean, John Deacon is here and he has... Uh, yeah, it's a lovely bit of music. It's great. I think he did this one and I think he did another... Did he do one on the... Yeah, he did the sort yeah. of Arborea little bit. They're very gentle themes. They're very subtle. They're very much what I consider mm. closer to a movie soundtrack type of music. I'd say um, so. Mm. And what's interesting is when you're watching the film... Like, when you listen to the album, all of these pieces of music are quite nuts and quite bold or, or just at least distinctive in their own mm. way. And yet when you're watching the film, they mm. fold into the film very seamlessly. They are of the movie and that is quite remarkable That given given they'd never scored a film before that they've worked that out i think this was sort of a labor of love for brian wasn't it simon more than ever because they were so busy the album
1: was yeah yeah
5: he's so he's sort of slightly in charge of the project but yeah but like i say i mean it all goes back to to me it it still sounds like a band so i guess when i say Uh, This is my favourite album. What I mean is, it is the album I seem to defend the most. That's probably closer to the truth. (laughs) How Um, often do you listen to it? Oh, it's not really a Queen album. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yes, it is a Queen album. Their name's on the cover. They wouldn't have done that if it wasn't theirs. Yeah, It is a Queen album. But you're right, uh, it, it seems to be Brian's Queen album.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there is an interesting thing. So Simon revealed to us that one of the things that Jim Beach established is if you've got a compilation album like Now 26 or whatever that you want to release and you want a Queen song mm-hmm. on it, he'll let you have it as long as it's the first song on the album. And Sam and I noticed mm-hmm. that the very first credit that comes up at the entire uh, at the end of the film is music written and performed by Queen. There you go. Yeah, first credit on the uh, mm-hmm. uh, up there. You
4: know, I don't know if that was traditional in the eighties, but nowadays, like, I don't think it was because mm. you're used to seeing all the soundtrack and stuff at the end of the yeah. credits, yeah. and it is yeah. right there in the very first line above
2: second yeah. AD or whatever. Yeah. And there's no list of songs at the back end of the credits either. Like that is the music. Obviously, uh there was a uh, who's the guy who did the score? Was it um Howard it was, Blake? Howard Blake, um, and a lot of his stuff, again, folds into what they're doing. But mm-hmm. it is them. It is theirs. So you keep saying that you have to
5: defend the album a lot. Do you listen to the album a lot? Here's the thing. I'm a big sucker for a playlist. I love a playlist. Yeah. But I've got genius playlists on my phone that basically, yep. like, my top 100 songs ever played. Uh. But then I've got, like, here's my top... Ten Bob Dylan songs ever played. Here's my top right. ten. Uh, you know uh, Iron Maiden songs ever played, and sure. of course I've got top, I've got a top twenty Queen. Okay. And there are three tracks from the Flash Gordon soundtrack. Wow. On there, none of which are Flash. So all I'm saying is, yeah, dude,
0: that's proper. That's yes, legit. I do so
2: I'm going to guess what those three mm. tracks are. Okay. I'm going to guess. I'd a- love you Two. Football fight. Yeah, that's definitely. Football bad. fight. Uh, the hero. Yep. That is definitely, and then, uh, that's you're right. Yeah, yeah. I would have gone for Voltan's theme, but I'm going to switch and go for the wedding march by Richard Wagner, based on the bridal <laughs> chorus, because you won't show up about it.
5: Do you know what? I I can listen to that Wagner all day long. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, it's in in the space uh, capsule. So oh, it have. is
2: beautiful. It is genuinely a beautiful beautiful piece of music. Mm. It is great. It is. It is. It really is. It's a very, very special thing. Yeah.
5: So so a long answer to a very short question, do you listen to this? The answer is yes. If I were to say to you, it still feels like a soundtrack
2: album, not a band's album, or at least this half of it does, Mm. why am I wrong? Well,
5: you're not necessarily strictly wrong, but I would say, why can't it be both? Okay. Uh, And to me they are they are doing a soundtrack, but it is a band doing a soundtrack. The only member of the band that I think doesn't necessarily sound like themselves is John Deacon, but he comes out of it brilliantly because he sounds so unlike him mm. that it's stunning to listen to yeah it's all of a sudden you know just hearing John Deacon play guitar is is yeah. already really interesting and thrilling and and that's the queen that I know and love, the queen that go, well, one of us needs to do something different." yeah yeah and that's the queen that i love and and uh, so yeah it's a soundtrack album. of course it's a soundtrack but that is a band that is the band that i love doing what i love okay but the thing is
2: let you take highlander a few years later 1986 i don't release... want to take
5: highlander
2: <laughs> <laughs> what because it's inconvenient to your argument <laughs> Because a kind of magic is a. That's legit one of the Queen reasons. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that is yeah. a Queen album where a lot of the music was used mm-hmm. on the Highlander for, and also uh, includes some excerpts of the movie dialogue. Mm-hmm. But it it's closer to what I'd consider a Queen album than, say, Flash, which really does feel like a soundtrack album. And yet, I'm with you, I consider
5: it to be. One of the 15 studio albums. I just do. Mm. I, I mean, I'll put it this way your argument falls flat to me because this is legitimately a much better Queen album than A Kind of Magic. It absolutely <gasps> is. One, it is, it is far superior. Yes, it doesn't have Princess of, of the Universe on it, exactly. which is a, a great song, but my God, it's, there's a lot of drivel on that album, and there's what? no, there is zero drivel on the Flash Gordon soundtrack. There
2: is no fat. On a kind of magic. One vision. Stone the only, The only track that I sort of am a little bit over by this point, and I'll get cancelled for saying it, is probably Who Wants to Me Forever. But from that moment on, on side B, it is all rock and roll, man. Don't lose your head. Give me the prize. Sorry, give me the prize. Don't lose terrible. your head. Terrible. And, and give me the prize is good. Don't lose your head is badass. It's concha. <laughs> no, I'm a trading on it, for goodness sake. Don't lose your head is bad. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I adore. Don't lose your head. It's one of my favourite tracks on the album.
3: Whoa! Mm.
2: It's a good job mm. that we're not here in person. I mean, it's
5: a, it's. I tell you one thing. Um, it's a good job we didn't bring up the miracle. That's all I'm saying.
3: Right, we're going
1: to move on at that point. Absolutely move on. I've never seen Simon react quicker to <laughs> That is lighting the blue touch paper right there, Michael.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Well, look. Um, Can we come back next week and discuss the
2: other half of this album? Well, we do have to do a little bit of uh, Queen de la Queen.
1: Oh, we do. You're right. Yes. Good reminder.
3: Made in heaven. Made in heaven.
2: Our tradition, Michael, is is that on each half of a studio album, we will then select what our personal favourite track on that side of the album is. And then we uh, we see which one wins.
4: <laughs> we have a Spotify playlist. You can find it on Spotify. Yep. I think yep. some listeners have made one on Apple Music and stuff as well. But of the Queen to the Queen, and you can see all the songs that have made it yeah. mm. so far. So
2: side A takes you from Flash's three theme all the way down to the kiss. Yep. Uh, so yeah, out of Flash's theme, Space Capsule, Ming's theme. The Ring, Football Fight, In the desert, Execution of Flash and the Kiss. What is your favourite one, Michael? Oh, Football Fight. Hands down. What about you, Simon? Yes, I think I have to go with Football Fight too. Do you know what? I'm going with Football Fight. What about you, Sam? Oh, no one wants to know why. No, think. no uh, one does. Let's one. on. It's football clearly fight as Football well Fight. Okay, football so fight. it's unanimously Football Fight. There was no drama in that. No. There was literally no tension in that. Football Fight is probably the best song that Freddie Mercury ever wrote. Sorry. Sure. <laughs> so, and yeah, what what's extraordinary about this and like that we love that track. It's it's just a really cool melody, it's just achingly cool. But it's sort of silly like in a childish way, it's also there's a silliness to it. But it works for a little action sequence how's that happened? How have we all gone? Yeah,
1: football fight, please. For all those reasons. It just absolutely works. Yeah. And actually, it stands away from the film. You don't have to have seen the film to just enjoy it as a great track.
2: So that's what we think Adam Lambert plus Queen should be doing. Queen plus Adam Lambert should be doing on the next tour. Yeah. uh, Is, do you know what, actually? I bet Adam could blitz it on vocals.
1: What you saying? just saying just execute their traitor. <laughs> their trainer. <laughs> oh, so
2: right, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. He yeah. has to he just has to do all the movie dialogue. Yeah.
5: And then oh, Roger hits them with an egg. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole yeah. crowd goes, Oh uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like,
2: oh. Oh, that's at the end everyone Oh, it's perfect. Brilliant. Oh my god, that's been
5: fun.
1: More fun Great. than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. Well let's do it again next time. For All now, right, though, then. Michael, thank you so much for joining thank us. You, and, um,
5: <laughs> thank you, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. That was good fun.
1: So you've got that to look forward to next week with more chat on the second half of Flash. But for now, let's see if we can play a game. Play
3: the game. Play the game. Play the game.
1: It's time to play the game. Sam, what have you got for us this week? We've got a lovely
4: question from Lisa Rapetto, big fan um, of the pods and she has sent in a voice question i think she sent this in like last summer uh when we were for season three and it was a question about flash gordon oh huh. i was like i'm saving that mm. and luckily for you lisa i remembered um so we're gonna play that out
1: now. now oh i love it when they do an audio it's a shame she just had to wait nearly a year <laughs> you
0: don't normally <laughs> Hello, Queen Pod. This is Lisa Repito in Flora, Mississippi, and I have got a question about the making of the Flash Gordon soundtrack. I've been listening to another podcast about the making of one of my favorite television shows, and on a recent episode, one of the composers that worked on the show over the years talked about his process Part of that process included something called a spotting session, where he would sit down with the director or other members of the production team. They would watch the film that had been completed of the episode and discuss where music needed to go, how long it needed to be, all of those types of things. And it occurred to me that they must have done something like that with regard to the um, Flash Gordon soundtrack. But I know this was a very, very busy time for Queen, and I'm just wondering, logistically, how did they manage that?
1: Great to hear from Mrs. Zippy. Yes! That's what we like. What delicious voice. Oh, it, thank you. so. And how lovely to have it recorded. Mm. So, yes, mm. please, other people who yeah. want to send us questions, that's how it's done. Yeah, Queen, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll totally prioritise them oh. <laughs> one year. Uh, yeah, we'll try. We'll try quicker. I mean, it's, it's it is a good question, and um, I think we might have touched on this a little bit when we talked about the game because um, it is really quite remarkable how Queen fitted this in, mm. really, because it was a phenomenally busy time for them. Um, they were approached by the film's producer Dino De Laurentiis, mm. um, and both Brian and Roger sort of responded really keenly to it because they were fans of the comic strip, so they were like, yes, we mm. want to be part of this. Mm. Um, and so they ended up recording it at the same time as they were working on the game. So they were essentially... putting making... put together Greatest Hits. Yeah, and Greatest Hits was happening at the same... Yeah, as well. So it was all a big... There was a lot yeah. going on. Um, so a lot of Flash was sort of done at Musicland in Munich mm. with Mac, as well as at Townhouse in London. But from the outset, the band were very excited by the fact that the movie wasn't about music. Um, so it wasn't like, for example tommy had happened with the who mm. which was a, a musical or a hard day's night or exactly whatever, yeah. they were they were movies about music that the music sort of just became part of so asking a a band to mm. provide movie soundtrack music was very rare mm. um and so they were they were excited by that challenge and mm. you know what queen like they mm. like to be first mm. they like to be innovative in that respect so that's what really got them going and so they thought this is was an opportunity too good to miss um Ultimately, I think it was apparent that the band had taken on a lot um, trying to do this and record the game. And as you say, Greatest Hits as well. Um, So it became Brian May's baby uh, Mm. as it progressed. Um, So the others got more and more involved on the game to keep that on track. Mm. Uh, Brian stuck with Flash uh, to see it through. Um, It was him that insisted on getting snippets of the dialogue to weave into the music um to go on the album. Wow. Um to be an integral part of that. Um this it's wasn't so going to well be so well placed as I well. I know. It just works so well, yeah. does not it? And you know, it, it wasn't going to just be a soundtrack album, but it was going to be a proper Queen album. Yeah. As well. So it's going yeah. to take you on a journey like all Queen albums uh do I do recall Brian saying that when he heard the music Dino De Laurentiis didn't like it <laughs> said <laughs> Queen were ruining his movie um but by that point the director Mike Hodges was really into it mm. and um sort of fought for it and the rest as they say is history mm. um mm. but yeah it's an incredible achievement
2: yeah so to Lisa's point about spotting the spotting mm. process is sitting down Generally, the director will sit down with the composer and, and look through the entire film and go, oh, we need oh, we need an emotional moment here, yeah. we need a loud moment here, we need an angry moment here, all those kinds of things. is what the spotting is. And I don't think they ever got to do that, because from what I've seen, they only ever got to see about 20 minutes of the film before they went off and used that to inspire them to write Of the music, whereas for Highlander they saw the whole film and then went off and write some songs, I think. But um, for for Flash, I think they only saw a bit of it. But of course, (coughs) Howard Blake was doing the score Mm. on it, so that spotting element probably would have been done by Howard Blake to an extent. And I'm sure that he and Brian would have had a lot of conversations of actually can this fit into this bit this way and this bit this way. And I imagine that as the process went on, Brian would be seeing more and more of the film.
1: Yeah, because you've got tracks like the execution which is only about like 50 seconds long so that is specifically a type of a piece of music to fit a a scene yeah but i think songs like you know the battle theme for example yes you know bits of music in their own right that just worked with yeah
3: yeah
2: and then became
1: the hero and stuff um you
2: know but also i'm always surprised by how much on this album wasn't written by like freddie wrote a lot Yeah. yeah on this right and um I always forget that he wrote Ming's theme, you know, things like that, <laughs> um, which you just sort of assume Brian had done, but no, you know, and actually my favourite bit of music on the albums, which I've already discussed, is um, Football Fight. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. And that's all, Freddie. Yeah, no, it's it's a very, very good question. Yes, thank well you done. for that. Thank and, you um, and yeah, And, and how
1: speaking. nice to have a question that's relevant to what we've been talking about. Exactly. Yes. It's almost like that was planned. <laughs> of course, thank you, Sam, and thank you, Ro. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening good. and be back with us next time. Yay. 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 See you soon, bye.
4: This has been the Queen Pod, a seven Seas Films production. Edited and produced by me. Sam Easton. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and stay in touch by emailing queenpod at thequeenpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time.